Hello and welcome to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. At Emmanuel Croydon, we exist to be a community drawn together by our desire to know and follow Jesus. We long to become disciples of Jesus who are equipped to serve him in the whole of life, transforming families, communities and workplaces as we love God with heart, mind, soul and strength. We hope you enjoy this week's talk from the evening service. Thank you for joining us today. Grace and peace to you. He calls us his friend. We read it in John 15. Jesus says, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I have learned from my father, I have made known to you. Friendship is so important. Maybe we can remember that that first day at a new school, a new place. And one of the things that is often top of our minds is, am I going to make any friends? Are there people who will like spending time with me? And I can be friends with. Here is Jesus, who actually wants to spend time with us, to hang out with us. He called, And did you see how interesting it is that, that Jesus calls us friends? That it's that way round? That he is the one who takes the initiative. It doesn't start with us on a quest to find God. No, it's not like that. It starts with Jesus himself. He comes down to us. It doesn't start with us. It doesn't even start with how we feel. It starts with what Jesus says and how he came into the world. And he speaks to us and he reveals himself to us. He calls us uh, his friends. We read in verse 16 that Jesus chose us. You did not choose me, but I chose you. Imagine those uh, football games uh, Uh, out on the park and it is the most dreaded moment for me is when people would pick teams because normally I would be a solid second or third from last there was about two people who'd be who were worse than me at football and so I was normally the sort of person left uh, sort of right at the end Jesus chooses us and what a wonderful thing to be to be chosen say I want to be I, I want to be friends with you and we've thought about how to be good friends over this series and what makes a good friend. And in the bit we've read, we see, we see at least three reasons why Jesus is the greatest friend we could ever have. No greater love, no greater friend. You see, Jesus explains why he offers us a friendship unlike any other thing, any other friendship we could ever have. It's the greatest friendship because he's completely open. I no longer call you servants. A servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything I learned from my father, I have made known to you. There is something really powerful, isn't there, about being on like the inside loop. The, the first person that finds out about a business deal, the first person who finds out about family news. There's something really exciting about being on the inside loop. I was thinking about how the, at the end of the year, uh, Spotify Music does a thing where they, they tell you your, 
uh, listening over the whole year. And if you've listened to a particular artist a number of times, what happens is they say, oh, you were one of the top uh, listeners uh, of Taylor Swift. And that means you have got uh, this special message. And then they send this special message uh, to people who have just been uh, the special listeners uh, of Taylor Swift. And why do they do that? It's because it gives you a sense of feeling of being on the inside. This special, special message that this really important person uh, has sent just uh, for you, just for you, the top fans. There's something really wonderful about feeling uh, on the inside. And Jesus does that. Here is a friend that we meet in the pages of Scripture who is totally open. Everything I have learned from my Father, I have made known to you. And we could read on in the Gospel. We see Jesus' loves, the things that make him happy, the things that delight you, his plans, his plans to save us, uh, his, his desire uh, to serve his Father in being the saviour of the world. We could read on two chapters later into John 17 about where we see Jesus' prayer with his Father. Everything Jesus has made known to us, he is totally open. There's no hidden agenda. That is the kind of friend that Jesus is. He's totally open. He also says the hard things. And last week we were thinking about that, weren't we? That a good friend is a friend that doesn't uh, always just say the things that we want to hear. But sometimes a good friend is the one who says the things that we find hard. The hard things. I, I remember a, a number of years ago a friend uh, saying to me, uh, David, you, you don't ask any questions. It, it's possibly either because you're, you're not interested or you don't think you have anything to learn from us. And I remember finding that hard at the time, but how grateful I am uh, that my friend said that to me. I think of one uh, follow of Jesus I know, and she looks back on her time uh, as a young person, and she says, I'm so glad uh, my youth leader said the hard things uh, to me, even though I, I didn't want to hear them at the time. Looking back, I am so grateful that they were brave. And here is Jesus. He says the hard things. He gives commands. Verse 12. This, my command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. And for any of us who've been walking and following uh, Jesus over the years, we know that that is hard. Uh, Jesus is the one uh, who gives us commands. But his commands are good. Here is someone who somehow manages to get truth and love, not just balanced, but manages to do both at 100% all the time. He manages to do that. That's the kind of friend he is. There's no hidden agenda. He is always for, uh, for our good because he loves us. So he's completely open. He says the hard things. And biggest of all, it's because he died for us. Verse 13 says, Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. The cross of Jesus Christ when he died, it shows in history that Jesus' commitment to us, that it was something that he chose, he chose to die for us so that we could be saved and forgiven. Now, as we think about that, I wonder what we would do for our friends. Maybe some of the things would be 
a bit easier, like giving a, a few pounds so they could get a snack. Uh, maybe we would lend our friends our phone for the day or maybe lend them our toothbrush if we needed it. Uh, but uh, maybe, that, oh no, maybe that's too far for some of us. Maybe, maybe that's, uh, so I, I've got the similar response when I've said that before, I must admit. But here is Jesus who gives everything, absolutely everything. He gave his life. Nothing was held back. Here is a friend so committed, so faithful, never fails. May look like in our lives we feel that uh, Jesus has let us down. I think the cross was like that in many ways. That Jesus' greatest, the greatest thing that Jesus did for us looked at the moment like a total failure. And here was Jesus, so faithful, so committed, dying to save us. It looked like it had gone totally wrong, but he was the greatest moment. Uh, when he saved us. No greater love, no greater friend. And I guess that answers the big question. When we're talking about friendship with Jesus, are we talking about an imaginary friend? And as we see in this passage, here is Jesus totally different. That Here is someone who came to earth. He was seen by many. Here is a friend that challenges us. Our imaginary friends can't do that because they're just a reflection of ourselves. And here is someone who died for us, who demonstrated in history his commitment to us. So I think what we're saying uh, in this is that there is no greater friend than Jesus. Uh, That there is uh, an invitation uh, to us. Uh, That is the big thing I'd want us to to come away with uh, as we see this. And that there is no one like him. Uh, he is the one uh, who has taken the initiative. Uh, that's the big thing we want to see. Uh, so the question for us is, do we know him? Uh, do we know him? Uh, maybe we've been a follower of Jesus uh, for decades now. And I hope as we've seen these words, you come away encouraged that Uh, Here is Jesus. There is no greater friend than him. Encouraged to know him deeper as a friend. But maybe at this point we're not sure. And if if that's you, I'd love to encourage you to come and talk about that. Maybe uh, pick up a a gospel. I often find that's the best place to start uh, with trying to know Jesus. And pray, God, please reveal Jesus to me in your word. And that is a prayer that, that God loves to answer. Uh, Maybe uh, you want to do that, Uh, just not quite sure how to at the moment. And in a moment, we'll uh, we'll pray to uh, know Jesus as our friend. Let me tell you about someone who really understood what it meant to know Jesus as a friend. It was 155 AD, and uh, it was a man who had the great name. It was Polycarp. Okay, he was called Polycarp. And he was standing in the Gladiator Stadium in the Roman Empire. And he was about to be executed for being a follower of Jesus. And the Roman official urged Polycarp uh, to uh, dishonor Christ and to bow down uh, to the emperor. But Polycarp was having none of it. Reproach Christ and I will set you free. But Polycarp replied, 86 years. He has done me no wrong. 
How can I blaspheme my king who has saved me? I have wild animals here, the official said. I will throw them to you. I will throw you to them if you do not repent. Call them, Polycarp said. It's unthink of me, unthinkable of me to turn from what is good to what is evil. I will be glad, though, to be changed from evil to righteousness. Polycarp, he is someone who knew of Jesus, faithful to him, saved him. No greater love, no greater friend. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to lead us uh, in a prayer uh, to know Jesus as our friend. And many of us may have prayed uh, prayers like this before. Uh, if, if you haven't before, maybe think about these words and whether that prayer would want to be uh, your prayer. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I want to know you personally. I'm sorry for going my own way instead of your way. Thank you for dying on the cross to forgive my sin. Please come and take first place in my life and make me the person you made me to be. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. For more information about our church and everything we have going on, visit our website, emmanuelcroydon.org.uk. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to see and hear what's going on in the life of our church. God bless you and have a wonderful week. Thank you.